July 2023. We are reading from the big book of AA pages, page 60 from beginning convinced to and including paragraph page 61. Our actor is self-centered. Kim will be our reader, followed by a 20-minute share by Naika. Thanks, Uta. Page 60. Being convinced we're at step three, which is that we decided to turn our will and our life over to God as we understood him. Just what do we mean by that? And just what do we do? The first requirement is that we be convinced that any life run on self-will can hardly be a success. On that basis, we are almost always in collision with something or somebody, even though our motives are good. Most people try to live by self-propulsion. Each person is like an actor who wants to run the whole show, is forever trying to arrange the lights, the ballet, the scenery, and the rest of the players in his own way. If his arrangements would only stay put, if only people would do as he wished, the show would be great. Everybody, including himself, would be pleased. Life would be wonderful. In trying to make these arrangements, our actor may sometimes be quite virtuous. He may be kind, considerate, patient, generous, even modest or self-sacrificing. On the other hand, he may be mean, egotistical, selfish, and dishonest. But as with most humans, he is more likely to have varied traits. What usually happens? The show doesn't go off very well. He begins to think life doesn't treat him right. He decides to exert himself more. He becomes on the next occasion, he's still more demanding or gracious as the case may be. Still, the play does not suit him. Admitting he may be somewhat at fault, he is sure that other people are more to blame. He becomes angry, indignant, self-pitying. What is his basic trouble? Is he not really a self-seeker, even when trying to be kind? Is he not a victim of the delusion that he can wrest satisfaction and happiness out of this world if only he manages well? Is it not evident to the rest of the players that these are the things that he wants? And do not his actions make each of them wish to retaliate, snatching all they can out of the show? Is he not even in his best moments a producer of confusion rather than harmony? Our actor is self-centered, egocentric, as people like to call it nowadays. He is the retired businessman who lolls in the Florida sunshine in the winter, complaining of the sad state of the nation. The minister who sighs over the sins of the 20th century. Politicians and reformers who are sure all would be utopia if the rest of the world would only behave. The outlaw safecracker who thinks society has wronged him and the alcoholic who has lost all and is locked up. Whatever our protestations are not most of us concerned with ourselves, our resentments, or our self-pity. Thanks for letting me read. Thank you, Kim. And now I invite Naika, is it pr pronounced correctly? Naika, um, to share. Looking forward to hear from you. And Naika, do you want to have support concerning the time? Do you want to have a yes, time I warning? Love support, please. Can I know when I have 10 minutes left? And yes. when I have um, five and one. Okay. Okay. Thank you so much. All right. Hi, family. Um, I live near an airport, so you might hear some planes flying over on occasion. That's beyond my control, but hopefully you get good audio. Uh, I'm a recovered 
a recovered compulsive overeater and undereater. Uh, my recovery date is November 2nd of last year, 2022. I have a sponsor, I am a sponsor, and I've worked the 12 steps. First and foremost, I want to say thank you to Kim for the invitation. It's a privilege to speak here because this is one of the primary meetings that I attended that really encouraged and solidified my abstinence up until this point. Um, so yeah, it means a lot to me actually to be able to share my recovery here. And thank you to everyone doing service. I also want to say in saying that it's a privilege to be here, I want to affirm and thank you to my higher power, which I refer to as God, that I'm not here to be anything for anyone. Uh, I just want to relay my recovery and what is working for me. And I'm saying that aloud more so for myself than for any of you. And it really is a joy that I get to do this, that I get to recover and that I get to share this stuff with y'all. Um, so I'm going to spend. And also, even though I've heard a lot of the recordings in this moment of nervousness, I'm not going to recite stuff the way that other people done. So I'm going to break my time up the way that I want to. <laughs> and I'm, I'm going to start with what is how I'm working my program and tell you a bit about why I'm here. Um, so I've had an interesting relationship with food since I was a little girl. I was exposed to Overeaters Anonymous in 2018. Uh, there was actually a sexual, a women's sexuality and food meeting or something in New York. And my therapist had recommended I read a book that told me about 12 step. So I was very eager. I had a lot of zeal. I was like, I want to fix everything about myself. So I'm going to go to every meeting that has something that I think is wrong with me. Um, and yeah, food was one of those things, but I wasn't committed to like really doing any work. I really just wanted to spend time with people. And after the meetings, we would actually go out to a local spot and eat. And I would eat like a little bit with them. And then afterwards I would go do whatever I wanted to do. So um, for me, I'm acknowledging now, and someone said this in the meeting recently, and it really stood out for me that there is a difference between the desire to be abstinent and actually maintaining abstinence. You know, when I first came into the meetings and in the rooms, um, I had a desire to not eat the way that I was eating. I had a desire, um, I had a desire which is what brought me into the rooms. My pride had been leveled to the point that I would come into the rooms. But did I have the willingness to actually do the work to maintain an abstinence? You know, I would uh, scramble together like a day or a week or something, or even like a month. Uh, but I really lost the power of control. So for me, my story, OA was not my primary fellowship until it became my primary fellowship. Uh, for me, food, and the way that I relate to others is very heavily intertwined. Like food and my love life is very intertwined. <laughs> so um, when I am anorexic in my relationships with people, I, I used to seemingly have more uh, control over what I ate. Uh, and then the more that I related to others, the more that I had to connect with people at work, the more that I had to connect with people in my family, the more that I had to be social, or the more that I needed to show up in a romantic relationship, the desire to really comfort myself and soothe myself with food would be exponential. Like I couldn't really bear to be around people without having something to numb out. 
And uh, food is a very socially acceptable thing that I can get away with doing in front of others. So another thing that I really liked about OA when I first came into OA is that there were a lot of married people in OA. And I was like, okay, this is one of those cute addictions where you can still have a love life. <laughs> you know, I'm like, as an alcoholic, you know, it's kind of hard to maintain a relationship, even though I have that as well. And I'm like, okay, as a, um, if I'm doing any hard substances and stuff, it's kind of hard. But I would come into the rooms of OA and people would be like, yes, I overeat and I go and spend time with my husband. And I'm like, oh, I'd like a husband. So let me just hang out in these rooms and see what's happening. Um, so that was, I did not have pure motivations with coming into this program, <laughs> but thank goodness um, it didn't matter, actually. It really didn't matter. So for me, my commitment this day uh, is first and foremost to my abstinence, which I did not come to on my own accord. I work with a sponsor and they helped me to assess the foods, the ingredients that I was, um, that are beyond my control, that when I take them in, I cannot cease doing them, cease eating them. I want more and more and more. It creates more of a hunger for me. Um, they helped me to assess that. My, my abstinence is not gonna look like anyone else's abstinence. So I don't really feel called to share specifically what I don't eat, but the things that I don't eat, I have not been eating for 243 days by God's grace and by grace of this program. Um, so my sponsor helped me with that. Um, I and abstinence is first. My steps are second because that's how I maintain my abstinence and then everything else comes thereafter. Um, so for me, that's important to relay. And uh, something that I'm interested in sharing, I think that the, the podcast here is vision for you or something, but if it's not, I apologize. But that was one of those podcasts that I listened to like a lot. And it's cool that I'm here today. Congrats to all of you here today too, because it's a holiday weekend and my butt would not be here this same time last year um, around this time but the vision for you that i really love that my sponsor sent to me was a special edition on the doctor's opinion and if anybody wants to look into that i'll also put it into the chat but for anyone who's listening to this after this date it is the sunday july 17th 2016 special edition of the doctor's opinion which talked to me about um it helped to clarify for me what my alcoholic foods were, the things that I could not stop eating. And along with my sponsor, I was able to clarify that list. Um, yeah, so something that I wanna relate to before committing to abstinence this time, I'll say this is the first time I committed to abstinence. I sponsored in other programs and I had sponsees that were in this fellowship. And when they would tell me, oh, I'm not eating certain foods. I was like, yeah, yeah, you just, listen, this is a spiritual program. You can just like, <laughs> I don't need to do what you do. That works for you. But um, you know, this is a spiritual program. So you just need to ask God if you can eat things each day. You just need to ask God. Like you don't need to assess what foods you cannot eat or what ingredients you can't eat. Um, but I learned very quickly, okay, I as a human, I have limited decision-making abilities, okay? Maybe the first barbecue, I don't eat the thing, okay? Maybe the second barbecue, I don't. Maybe the first date, I stick to the foods that I think I want to eat. But my, my addict is very unpredictable. I cannot, with any consistency, 
declare that I'm going to respond the same way in the same circumstances if those circumstances are presented to me many, many, many times. So that's why I need abstinence because it's not the first barbecue that I'm concerned about. And that's why I'm grateful to be here in the summer because this is my first summer of declared abstinence. It's the fifth barbecue in a row that I'm like, man, do I really need to stick to this thing? <laughs> do I really need to like, my, my decision-making ability as an addict untreated erodes rapidly. Um, so it's not about whether or not I can say no once. It's do I have the power to consistently say no? And that is not the case without this recovery. So there have been times in which before I dedicated to abstinence, I was heavier than the time that I was November of last year. I've had times when I've done things um, of, out of integrity that were far worse than the things I was doing in November when I asked for help. It's just really about where I am in my willingness, not where I am in my weight or where I am in my behaviors. Am I really fed up? Um, I had suicidal ideation myriad of times throughout my life and I still didn't choose to work a program. When I'm at the first step, that's when I'm at the first step. It's not really, it's not really dependent on my circumstances. So um, for me, my sponsor had declared to me, step one is the problem. I'm powerless over food addiction, over compulsively overeating and undereating, starving myself or overeating. Um, and my life's unmanageable. And two is the solution. I'm coming to believe that a power greater than myself can restore me to sanity. And three, which is where we're at in this reading, because it talks about the entry to step three, that is, it's step one's the problem, step two is the solution, step three is choose. And it doesn't mean that I choose to um, commit myself to recovery for the rest of my life. In the context of the steps, I was just told I choose to do the remaining steps. I choose to continue, thank you so much, with my abstinence this day, and I choose to work the remaining steps, four through 12. Um, so with that being said, I'm wondering if there's anything else that I miss. I'm gonna go through the reading because that's the way that my brain works. I like to be tethered to text and that works for me. So if we can read it together, I'm just gonna point out a few key things that stood out for me. Um, okay, so we're on page 60. So uh, first paragraph where it says, decided to turn our will and our life over to the care of God um, or whatever your higher power is. It doesn't have to be mine. I came into program with a faith, but my faith was very filled with like foxhole prayers. Um, this program is teaching me the difference between what I was doing before and what I get to do now, which is I would always pray, pray and pray. God, please help me lose 10 pounds before this important event. God, please help me. Oh, you know, I was shoving, shoving certain kind of food in my face <laughs> when I was, you know, dealing with my boyfriend. He told me that um, he sees me sneaking around, spending money and doing these things and that I should stop. God, if you help him not to see that I'm doing these things again, you know, I, I really, I just need you to help me out. I wasn't praying for God to remove within me the things that allowed me to put myself in those positions. I was praying for God to absolve me of any consequences. So for this, I'm deciding to turn my will like the way that I think and my life, my actual actions over the care of God. Um, the first requirement is that I be convinced that any life run on self-will can hardly be a success. So that line is important to me because I'm the, I can be very prideful. I don't like to ask for help. Um, so this to me declares, the requirement is that I don't do this by myself. 
My life run on self-will will not work. I'm not setting my abstinence by myself. I'm not creating a food plan by myself. I'm not deciding to work the steps by myself. Um, am I convinced that if I try to do that, that it will not work? <laughs> um, yes, I'm convinced because uh, yes, I've tried that on my own. I've tried to work a program on my own and it really didn't work for me. So on this basis, we are almost always uh, in collision with something or somebody, even though our motives are good. So I'm, I'm gonna just pick out a few key sentences that stand out for me. Each person is like an actor who wants to run the whole show. So as an untreated addict, and even on days when I'm not spiritually fit, I want everybody to do what I would like them to do. When I'm invited to an event, I want them to understand. Now, I'm not in this place right now, but I'm lacto-ovo-vegetarian vegan, and you should have everything that I need to survive if you're going to invite me somewhere. How dare you invite me out on a date and take me to a food spot where I can't find anything to eat. I expect other people to know, we're on page 60, um, other people to know uh you know and really just placate to my desires and my needs so to know it without me even telling them and to be pissed off at them when they when they just are their human selves um so i want to run the whole show i want to control other people's behaviors i'm on page 61 now and it's it says everybody including my uh myself would be pleased if this happened to be honest, I have had moments where everything was perfect and I was still discontent. As an untreated ad addict, um, as an untreated compulsive overeater and undereater, it doesn't matter if I have the perfect conditions, I'm going to find a problem. I'm going to find a reason to complain. So for me, in these pages, as I was prepping for this, which I didn't do too much prep because certain character defects go slowly and some go quickly, I'm a procrastinator. Kim told me about this months ago. I just read this thing this morning. I'm like, God, please help me. <laughs> so, um, but like with reading this, it's like, okay, I have had instances where everything is perfect and I'm committed to like, as an untreated addict, I'm committed to a faraway recovery. I can't be happy. If everything is the way that I would like it to be, something else must need to be changed. But through working the steps, I'm learning to like live from a place of gratitude. But it's like, even if they order everything vegan when I say I'm vegan, or they give me everything the way that I, I I'm not a problem. Thank you so much. I see that. Acknowledged. Um, and then as an addict, um, something that I found helpful to do was to circle all of the adjectives in these two pages that we're reading from. Because uh, sometimes I can't relate to someone's circumstances, but I can relate to the feelings and to the disposition of the circumstances. So I can't relate to being a businessman or a retired businessman, but I can re relate to being egocentric and self-centered. Um, and it says in the top paragraph on 61 that the actor might be quite virtuous, um, kind, considerate, patient, generous, modest, self-sacrificing. On the other hand, I can also be egotistical, selfish, and dishonest. As an untreated um, compulsive overeater, I cannot tell which person I'm gonna show up as with any consistency. And that there lies the problem for me. Um, when I, I use food as a solution, I used to use food to like pacify me or use food to up, 
up me. Like sugar would uplift me. I'm like, okay, I had a six hour drive in, I think it was October. And that was around the time in which I decided to get a sponsor. I was driving and I felt like I needed something to pick me up. So I stopped and picked up something to pick me up. And guess what? That solution didn't work. I started falling asleep at the wheel and I needed to stop again and get the same thing again to try and pick me up. Um, and it stopped working. <laughs> or when I'm looking to like be pacified and I eat a certain thing and it kind of relaxes me, it looks like I'm relaxed, but I'm really just numbed out and zoned out and I just look peaceful. Um, that stopped working. I would still have high anxiety in spaces and that's why I decided to work the steps. So as an untreated compulsive overeater, I can't predict which person I'm gonna choose, which person I'm gonna show up as. I've lost the power of choice. And without, with abstinence, but not working any program, not working the steps, I'm more than likely I'm gonna show up egotistical, selfish and dishonest because then I'm not even getting the comfort of learning how to deal with my emotions. <laughs> You're gonna tell me I can't eat? the things I want to eat, but then also I'm going to have all these feelings. I'm not going to be happy and peaceful. I'm going to be pissed off. And that was what was occurring um, without this program. Um, and then, you know, it says on the next paragraph, he begins to think and still more demanding. I become still more demanding. So um, whether I'm abstinent or not, if I'm not working a program, my thinking is my God and it will just be very compulsive like i think and i find a solution through my thinking i think and when that solution doesn't work i continue to think more i actually have a thinking problem not necessarily i have a i have an eating problem but i have a thinking problem first and foremost and um yeah is it not evident to all the rest of the players that these these are the things he i want is it not evident that i that if you just order the things that I would like to have done, if you just do the things that I would like you to do, if my family would just subscribe to my channel and just subscribe to my protocol, that life will be great. Um, everything will be great. But like I said, I've had moments in which life has gone very well for me outside of program, and I was still really deeply unhappy. So for me, I work a program for my spiritual health and for my mental health. I cared about my physical health and that was my priority when I first came in. I just wanted to look good and feel good in my body. But really, I want to look I want to look and feel good in my mind and in my spirit. Um, the suicidal ideation has has stopped. My sense of 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 um, purposelessness has ceased. It sometimes comes up, but then I have the 12 steps I have. Thank you so much. My sponsors. Thank you so much. Um, I have like so many people in my corner to help me to live this walk when my decision-making ability is compromised. And um, for me, yeah, I'm grateful that I got to the point in which I was willing to be consistent in asking for help and receiving help um, because it's made me a lo more loving person. And I can say yeah to other people, but really for myself, like I don't beat myself up to the capacity that I did before. I still think the same, but I don't react the same way to my thoughts. And for that, I'm like deeply appreciative. And I know I wouldn't have capacity to do that if I was eating the ingredients of that blotted out my consciousness. And I know I wouldn't have the capacity to do that if I wasn't working the 12 steps. So um, yeah, I'm at peace. I feel like I shared everything that I wanted to share. So with that, I'll pass. Thank you so much.